ladies and gentlemen, this is Bright Crack, your weekly wedding podcast for great company, banter, and good times. Now let's crack on. Hi, Jill. It's lovely to see you again on the Bride Crack podcast. Uh, like you, you just said off air, uh, this is the first time we've actually spoken, uh, like face to face. So that's uh, that's good to see you. Um, so we've chatted a couple of times before, but um, for those of you that haven't seen or heard from you, um, tell us a bit about yourself. Right, okay. Well, my name's Gillian Johnson, and I go under the um, original name of Scott Celebrant, because I'm a celebrant, I'm based in Scotland, so it kind of sums everything up. Um, I'm fiercely proud at the moment. I'm an independent, proudly independent, try and speak in English, insofar as I'm not affiliated to any recognised faith-based groups at the moment. However, Things might be changing because I have been adopted by the Scottish Pagan Federation. Oh, okay. and I am now on their directory of celebrants. Mm-hmm. So maybe in the next six or seven months' time, I might be conducting or giving couples the option of being able to have me conduct their legal marriage ceremonies as well as their symbolic. Wow! But I'm not going to be restricted by either because I think people should have as much opportunity and freedom as possible. Exactly. I mean, the legal side is fantastic. You get it done, you get it dusted and get it over with. But um, when you're going for the independent and there are no holds barred, there are literally no holds barred. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Giving people that option. So, yeah, we shall see how it goes. Yeah, that's what we love about um, the celebrant option is that you could literally get married anywhere like we've been looking on instagram recently and loads of like lockside wood wood mm-hmm. weddings and um, you know it doesn't have to be expensive either is it you could just like no absolutely top wherever not. yeah um, in fact i um where i am in the center of scotland we have got a fantastic castle it's called craignathan and um, it was one of the last, in fact, it was the last medieval castle to ever be built in Scotland uh, about the time of Mary, Queen of Scots. In ah. fact, they built it three years after he built it. He had his head knocked off by her brother because he was a traitor. He liked Mary. He didn't like the others. Hey, good fun. But <laughs> now owned by Environment Scotland. Now, it's one of those places that um, you can't have a big wedding there because the roads are just prohibitive. Yeah. However, it's a fantastic place for people who want to have an elopement or a quiet ceremony or even just have their wedding. 150 quid, you've got the place to yourself. Imagine wow. having a four or 500-year-old castle to yourself. Ha-ha! Wow. Yeah. But um, what I'm doing this year, well, what I'm doing right now, uh, ever since the coronavirus has been kicking up, yeah. a lot of groups that I'm working with, because I love working with destination couples, yeah. But I've got a couple coming in on the 1st of January next year. Wow. On the 1st of January. Can you imagine how popular they're going to be by Scots getting married on the 1st of January, the staff of my hotel? Yeah, they, they're going to be a bit, have sore heads possibly. Yeah, so they're coming in in April. They said, we're going to have to go and visit the, the hotel in advance and go, we're really sorry. <laughs> we're buying something nice. But no, um, what I'm really looking at is couples who are getting nervous about having destination weddings abroad. I understand their logic, but what I'm thinking is now, you still want to have magic, you still want to have romance. I understand that, I totally get that. Um, 
but you can have a destination wedding in your own country. You know, if you think about it, you right. don't have to jump on a plane, you don't have to go through passports, okay. you don't have to go through visas, you don't have to go through the risk of ending up quarantined somewhere Yeah, and not knowing what you're doing. You know, you're stuck there and going, when do I get home? I'm having to pay for this or <laughs> other people paying as well. So obviously going forward, once you have your wedding, who's to say you can't have your honeymoon abroad when it's been cleared up and all the rest of it, but... Why not just go for the romance here? You know, think about what really resonates with you. Is it a beach wedding? Mm. God, you come up to Scotland, you have got beaches, you've got seas as blue as the Bahamas. You have. We actually went to uh, near Air, mm-hmm. um, August bank holiday, and we went to this like little beach. Oh, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It, it, beautiful weather. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, gorgeous beach. Just mm-hmm. You know, having a, a wander around, looking at seashells and stuff. So, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I'm not. It's funny because my desktop has got um, a rotating panorama, and right now I'm looking at sun-kissed beaches up on Mull. Ah, Thank you. It's great. Yeah. Right there, right now. But that's the thing. People forget that you know when the sun shines in Scotland. I mean, you can have the temperatures every bit as high as you can have in the continent. Yeah. And people don't realise that and. We don't tend to advertise it. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, don't um, shout too loudly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the thing is, if you're wanting to have a really romantic wedding and you're wanting to have everybody come for a destination wedding, forget worrying about passports. Plan it somewhere else. How about somewhere like, you know, oh, gosh, the castle's just gone out of my head. Um, it was filmed... Oh shit! There are castles. I mean, over in the east coast, you have Tantallon Castle looking over the Firth of Forth. It is a glorious ruin. You have got the most amazing castles, like Drumlanrig Castle down in the down in the borders. You have these most glorious country houses, vistas that go on forever. Yeah. And in the summer in Scotland, uh, especially in midsummer, the further north and west you go, the sun starts rising about three three thirty in the morning. Yeah, yeah it does. It, doesn't really sink till about 10, 11 o'clock at night. And even then it doesn't go dark. It just kind of goes dusky. Yeah. The time you see the last of the sun in the West, you turn around and it's there again. So you (laughs) have the most remarkable non-stop wedding experience because they never end, literally. It does. I'm going to bed. Yeah, we've been up there. um, Well, our wedding was the end of May, so that was um, pretty light. I think we had fire dancers at... It had to be half past 11 because it wasn't dark enough before then. Exactly. You know, you can have all these amazing situations. So what I'm saying is people open your minds and be lateral and be, you know, weird and wonderful. You don't need to think, all right, we're all having to jump on a plane. We're all having to go over here. We're having to worry. Because you even see it on Facebook forums nowadays, destination brides all over the world are panicking because they're trying to book their weddings, they've got their dates, but um, the you know the tourist companies or their travel agencies are saying just hang fire, hang fire, and they're forgetting that there's an awful lot of planning that's needing to be done once they get there. Yeah. Whereas what you can do is you can have a cracker of an ease up, for the ones of a better word. You can incorporate whatever you like in it here. And really have all your friends having a day that is going to be memorable for decades, forever, for a lifetime. And at the end of the day, you can save your money. And if you want to have a really good party once everything's been gone and dusted, 
go and do it. Yeah. To say you can't go abroad later on, but you don't have to feel I've got this date. Uh, and the thing is, as well, in Scotland or anybody going abroad, they'll be looking on the premise that we've got to get the legal side done here before we go abroad. So just ahead, go and get that done, and then you can come here and let's talk. It's good yeah, fun. And have a, a, a holiday. <laughs> yeah, well. yeah, and at the end of the day, think about it this way. You don't have to, have, you don't have to worry about um, changing your money. Yep. You might have trouble with the language. <laughs> yeah, well, it depends. We're talking Scots here. <laughs> um, but, you know, you're going to have a really warm, really laid-back, really easy situation. And yeah. it just takes so much pressure. And that's where we're looking at just now. That's what I'm looking at just now, talking to brides, going into destination weddings and groups and forums and saying, look, take another option. Yeah. You don't have to worry. You know, Jamaica is going to be there next year or Italy is going to be there next year. Go there for your first anniversary. Have a party then to celebrate. But have your actual situation now safely. You're not stressing yourself and it's one less thing because, let's face it, the run-up to a wedding, you have your engagement and the pair of you are so happy. Yeah. And then think of all the stress. <laughs> and it goes higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. And if you're worried about potentially coming down with a horrible bug yeah something might throw a ring back at each other you know? <laughs> case scenario i hope that's not the case well it's a really good uh, point you made there that maybe you could have like your honeymoon or whatever a year after we did that yeah. and it actually also um um staves off the post-wedding blues that some people get because yeah. you know like you've spent a year maybe maybe longer organizing your wedding yeah. And then it's like, boom, it's done. Mm-hmm. Well, if you organise your like, honeymoon or whatever um, a year after, then you've got that to build up to. It's in the next big thing. Um, so, yeah, we, we totally get that. I mean, we had the most amazing time when we went a year later. And my, and my best friend's doing that as well. She's going away a year later. Exactly, because it gives you a chance to also to catch your breath. Yeah. Um, it's like having your Christmas and your birthday on the same week. Yeah, it is actually, yeah. Come on. And then it's come back and everything's, you know, then you're in January. Come on. (laughs) I mean, that's the kind of massive anticlimax. So, yeah, take it. You've got your level. Okay. Have a couple of days, catch your breath, get back, come back into a swing. You've still got money in the bank. You can still put things down for a future because, let's face it, your wedding day is a once in a lifetime you hope situation yeah but it is still a 24-hour period you've then got your life together to start building and that's when you get your bumps and lumps and see when you've done that and a year later you have honeymoon type power and you'll think how much you've advanced think how much you've grown together mm. think how much more you've got to celebrate you might actually have more to celebrate you might be no, but at the end of the day it's something that's more because when you think about it, your vows that you make on your wedding day, they're all optimistic. They're all, I promise I'm going to love you and I'm going to do this and it's going to be wonderful. And then, uh, you know, two months down the line, you're getting to the stage, are you going to pick up your socks? <laughs> and you've got to the stage, you know, and then he'll, you'll, see, you'll see something similar to him, you know, but at the end of the day, 
you've got into a comfortable situation with one another and you've actually got a much more mature relationship. Mm. So, yeah, don't sweat it. Have your wedding here. Don't think about potential bugs, potential stresses, potential risk of what could happen. Throw all that away. Have your wedding now. Let all the scares and all the worries and all the fears of everything that's going on in Europe just now disappear into the sunset. Yeah. See in a year's time. Mm. A year and a day down the road. See, I'm actually doing hand fasting in a couple of weeks' time because I did a couple um, on the 21st of March. And on the 21st of March this year, they're having their year and a day bow renewal because they had hand fasting. Ah, cool. I know. So that's a bit of a run-in. Yeah. have all that sort of thing so you can actually bring a celebrant in if you wanted to again or you all even just sit down write out your vows and just stand up in front of one another and in front of your friends and just have a really intimate laid-back situation saying right we've come here we're having this now to celebrate thank you for coming and supporting us then thanks for coming and supporting us now here's to good things here's to better things here's to tomorrow you can start a whole fashion, you and your yeah, friends. <laughs> so what is it that you really love about being a celebrant? Because, you know, there's, there's, there's so many different types of celebrants and you all go in it for the different reasons. But, yeah, what, what do you really love about it? What do I love about it? I love really talking to – it's the randomness of people, actually. I really love the quirkiness. Um my website, if you saw it, it's really needing a massive reuse. It's very Scottish. It's very hand-fasting-y. And, yeah. again, because of my affiliations now with the pagans, it's going to get more that way. But, again, what I'm doing is not because it's purely pagan. It's because it's my way of doing agnostic. Yeah. Nothing that's not religiously recognised as far as Christian, Judeo, or what have you. It's for everybody that's got any kind of spiritual or no spiritual. It's just something that you, nobody standing on a sunset, you know, watching a sunset, isn't going to have some kind of reaction. So anybody's got that kind of feeling. That's what I'm wanting to do. Um, but I love talking to people who turn around and say, we're this, that, and the next thing. We don't want to have religion. We don't want to do this. We want to have it purely humanist or purely this or purely that. That's fine. And then you start talking to them, and then they suddenly think, actually, I'd love you forever. You know, and they start paying in pieces of roomy, you know, if I had to live a thousand lives, it'd always be you I'd find. Or yeah. suddenly start talking about Buddhism and all the rest of it, and you can pull it through. And I'm playing with um, little pebbles at the moment. I don't know. Ah. This is a little stone I picked off a rock in off the beach on Mull. It has um, oh, holes in it. It's been washed yeah. in the sun. I've got a larger version. <laughs> um, again, it's not very easily to see in this. But these are called hag stones. Ah, okay. Now, these date back to the time when farmers or anybody on the shore saw these, they would pick them up to ward off the witches because they would maybe string them around the neck of their cattle or they'd um, wear them themselves as amulets because they'd ward off the evil. Okay. So um, these sort of things now, this is me dropping it, (laughs) things are becoming really popular for people who might not have specific religious things but it's a way of kind of passing on to each other, it's a way of bringing good luck into each other. We've we've seen things like that, and it's another way of hand, giving something to each other that doesn't cost the earth. I mean, you don't need to go and spend thousands of pounds on on something, do you? 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. You know, if you pick something up or if you've been to a place, and you know, obviously I'm talking Scotland, but it could be any other part of the country. I mean, my daughter was down in Wales with her boyfriend at the time and they went into a cave. It was a slate cave. Oh. And uh, she's, he thought she was off her head, but she says, do you mind if I take a little piece? And you go, who are you talking to? She says, it's the spirits. But she's <sighs> a way slate, you know, and yeah, that's yeah. something that would be resonant for her. Right. And, yeah. um, I've got a piece of marble I picked off the beach on Iona. Oh. I know, it's gorgeous. But these things, people can pick up, and if they've got resonance to them, you know, imagine exchanging something that's got so much power. Mm-hmm. Um, what they also do nowadays is, obviously, you've got the hand fasting and all the rest, but there's so many ways. I did a hand fasting for a fisherman, and I used seaweed. Oh, that's a cool one. Because then they kept it and it just, but the thing is, hand fasting cords are designed to be finite. You know, your yeah. your bows aren't um, finite, but the so kind of going back to everything goes back into recyclable. But the thing is, with the stones as well, even imagine standing on a lock side like you and James were talking about, yeah. and um, everybody picking up a stone and wishing you good things with a stone giving it to you, or you passing each other a stone as a bow. And then you throw it into the water mm. because then it can never be broken. It's there till the end. Yeah, it's there forever. Yeah. It's there forever. So, yeah, there's lots of ways of doing it. And the thing is, if you have, if you plan basically a kind of a destination wedding in the country, you don't need to spend a fortune here. You don't need to go mad. You have got some of the, you've got world class photographers. You've got other kick ass celebrants, even if I do you have got venues that would break your heart with their beauty. Mm. You know, um, if you love to stand on the battlements of a castle, like some Duke Castle in Mull, for example, looking out over the sea, or standing even up in the esplanade of Stirling Castle, I mean, how cool would that be? Have these access, you have access to these places. Imagine getting married in Edinburgh Castle. Yeah. You know, these things are happening. Or if you have got a bit of a darker view, getting married in the vaults in Edinburgh. Pardon me. It's all right. That's my daughter. I'll call her back in a minute. But, you know, it's all these sorts of things. You have got so many choices and your imagination can run riot and you don't need to spend a fortune. You can still save up so that you can have your huge flight to Jamaica or your huge flight to Europe or whatever and you can have your holiday for a lifetime. It's all just I think I'm just saying just now people stop stressing. Yeah. Have your yeah. dreams have your dreams without having to fly a hundred miles or a million miles away from where you stay and worry. Yeah, you can actually lose years of your life through worrying, can't you? It's uh mm-hmm. it's a known thing. Uh, yeah. so try try not to. Definitely. I mean, when we got married, um, says me, we ended up going into Glencoe and getting very, very drunk in a <laughs> house hotel. It was one of the best nights ever, sitting till about three o'clock in the morning drinking malt whiskies. I can remember it because when we woke up, we were too late for breakfast, and not only did they knock off the price of the breakfast, they didn't even charge us for the whiskies. <laughs> but, you know, you don't need to go mad, so please just enjoy it and have a destination wedding that's going to be within your budget. It's going to be in your country. It's safe. You're going to have a heck of a journey getting there, mm. just planning it. But yes. You've got fun planning it, and at the end of the day, do that, and then you've got the fun of planning 
your year down the line, do a year and a day down the line, go to the place that you'd like to go in the first place, you know, and uh, hopefully all the coronavirus scares and everything else will have become a thing of the and we'll all be zen again and life will be good and wonderful. <laughs> a sin burn and get broke then, but you'll be feeling wiser and that'll be it. I'm a random person, but I like it. No, I love it. I love your way of looking at things, Jill. You're brilliant. No, um, I mean, don't yeah. worry about it. Don't fault. First of the... Yeah. Well, actually, you've had one sat behind you for a while, but I didn't want to break you off your flow. On, on, the, on your bench thing. <laughs> no. I know. So, uh, cats, an inspiration for you, then? These, well... Uh, my cats are very much a situation. Um, the couple I'm doing the hand fasting, they're witches. Oh. And it's wonderful. And when we first met last year, they fell about laughing. They said, I'm the biggest witch they'll ever meet. <laughs> uh, okay, because I've got a very zen thing. Um, these animals, I've never bought a cat in my life. I've got 10 now. No, I've got 12 of them. Wow. Um, so... I am a very random person, but it's a very laid-back thing. Um, what cats teach you is they are absolute lunatics. They can run around and faceplant themselves into walls, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But they're also incredibly good at teaching you how to relax mm -hmm. because cats only exert effort if they feel it's going to benefit them. In the here and now, it's very much... Uh, present situation they're very much in the present mm -hmm. and what I've learned to do is by watching them is whenever I get stressed I just breathe in and breathe out and go into cat mode and just think it's not worry and I like a lot of people now that speak to me they find it as zens them out too mm -hmm. um, I'm a, a Reiki practitioner too because oh. <laughs> I've got nothing better to do with my time <laughs> It's one of those things that I like to be able to incorporate that because if you're talking to people that are getting really frazzled, giving them about 15, 20 minutes of mindfulness just to pull back before they stand up and talk to each other is a really good thing. Yeah, that's fabulous. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm wonderful. What can I say? But uh, these things have taught me that, yeah, life's too much like hard work if you overthink it. So you just live it as live it on instinct and on the here and now. Yes. And it's proven that pets lower you, your blood pressure as well. Mm. Well, sometimes I've got a dozen cats. This one raises my blood pressure. This is rum. Named <laughs> after the island of rum. I had so many ah. kids. I named them around the Hebrides. Yeah. And this one, he's also called the accessory gizmo because he'll hang off my shoulder. But, uh, yeah, they do. They de-stress you. And whenever I've had people around that like them, you know, they can come in really frazzled and then they start stroking them. Mm -hmm. And then they have a cup of tea or a coffee. And then by the time they finish talking and going through everything they're looking to do, they just kind of go slither out the door, so laid back their horizontal. <laughs> but that's how it should be, isn't it? I don't like people being stressed because marriage should be a joyful day. Yeah. It's an adventure. It is going to have hiccups. It's like climbing a mountain and you get so far up, you think, I can't do this. And then you do another wee bit, I can't do it. Another Aww. wee bit. I know. <laughs> He's just doing it for your benefit, Rachel. He's yeah. But, um, you know, by the time you get to the summit, you think, yeah, I've done it. But enjoy the journey. And um, 
I think that's that's another reason for saying just now for all people that are planning destinations, just enjoy the journey. Don't sweat about getting abroad. Just plan your day. Stay here at the moment. And I'm not saying just stay in Scotland. I'm just saying stay in the United Kingdom. Find places that really matter to you mm. here. Get something that's really going to resent, resonate with you. Obviously, if you want me to come and help you, I'd be more than happy. If you want to go knee deep in the water, I'll pull my wetsuit on. I don't care. Yeah. You're afraid. I can help them. I might even put something on and talk to make it look like I'm presentable. I don't know. But, <laughs> you know, awesome. life's too short to swear about it. So have your, have, your, have your wedding here. Have a great day here. Have all the time of your life with all your friends. Then just breathe in, breathe out. Get through your year. Get to know each other really well. Because even if you've lived with each other before you get married, once you have done the deed, you really get to know each other because let's face it, it's suddenly very, very real. And, <laughs> yeah, um, you don't get out clothes or an easy one anyway. But it costs too much to get out now. So you may as well just <laughs> save up and have your holiday in a year's time abroad. Um, have as you know your friends, have your you know people that matter to you with you, and then just re- renew your vows in a year's time. Symbols. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Well, it's been an absolute joy speaking to you, Jill. I love your way of looking at things. You just yeah, you chilled me out now. I'm just like, yeah, let's roll into the weekend. <laughs> roll into the weekend. Have something nice to help you roll into the weekend if need be. And uh, whatever's right for you, do it. But you and James have a lovely weekend. Yeah, you too. Okay. Yeah, low key. Okay, we'll speak to you soon. Yeah, and I'm going to feed a cat now. Because he's digging his claws into my leg, going, you're going to lose if you don't feed me now. Yeah, one of the ours did that to me earlier. I was like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll uh, get you up early. Okay, speak to you soon. Take care, darling. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.